0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. I'm so excited to be sharing the Word because I believe that the Word of God is alive and breathing. It is powerful today, tomorrow, and forever. That it breathes life into our hearts. It encourages us when we need encouragement. And it is the Word of God today. Amen? Yeah? Today's message is titled, Hungry, Thirsty. It's a rip-off from Oak, you know the um, Hungry Thirsty ad? Kill Hungry Thirsty Dead. Your teenager will know, I I promise you. But today's message is titled Hungry Thirsty. If you're at home, why don't you type that in the message bar there on YouTube. John 6.35 says, Then Jesus declared, Jesus is able to make these types of declarations because He is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. He is the hope for humanity. It says, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever, let's just sit on that word. Whoever, there's no exclusions with Jesus. There's no inside and outside with Jesus. His words are clear. Whoever, wherever, whatever your past, whatever your future, whatever you're present, whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Come on, somebody. will never go hungry. If you're hungry for something, if you feel like you're empty today, I just wanna get this right from the outset, that there is a God in this place in your heart who was able to fill up that spot, that place of emptiness. He goes in, and whoever believes in me We'll never be thirsty. We'll never be thirsty. You see, when you come into the presence of God, when you have an awareness of the presence of God, He fills you up. He fills me up. And we are aware right now of the presence of God. If you don't know, you're in the presence of God. Not because we're in a church building, but because the church people have come together to lift up the name of Jesus. And what a name it is, isn't it? The name of Jesus, the name above every name, the name that is all worthy to be praised. When you come into the presence of God, get ready to be filled up. David said, my cup overflows. I believe there are people here today that need to be filled up from the inside out. I believe there are people watching online and you feel like you're empty and you feel like there's you you just come you got yourself in the room today because you knew that God was gonna meet you here and he was gonna fill you up. God's got it for you today. If you're thirsty, if you're hungry, notice those words, thirsty and hungry. If you're hungry for him, if you're thirsty, he is here. Why is it that we go to so many places to fill up an eternal void that only Jesus can fill? Why is it in our lives that we go to so many people, so many programs, so many things that we would desire in the hopeless task of fulfilling an eternal void? So often we go to our jobs and we go, if I can just get the promotion, then I'll be filled. You get the promotion and guess what happens? You're not filled. We go to uni. If I can just get better grades, then I'll be filled. We get the, and I'm not saying success is bad. I'm just saying success in the wrong priority is harming. And so we get, we get the better grades. We get the girl, we get the guy, whatever it looks like for you, but we get those things and we're still left with that eternal void. See, one day, who has picky eaters at home? Anyone have a child who just does not eat their food? And they sit there and you're like, just take one more bite, please. Just one more and we'll be, we'll be good. You see, parents, you can take this. This isn't my parenting, obviously. I'm not a parent yet. Um, but my mom, one day we all sat there. We have, I have seven people in my family. And when we were growing up, we were all young. Mom set the table and she had dinner. And we all come upstairs and we sit down. Dad's at the end. And, and we, we start to eat. And this pastor no word of a lie, was the worst tasting pasta you could ever eat in your entire life, you can cut this part out later, don't, don't put this in the podcast, my mum will hear it and I'll be in trouble, but it was, it was the worst tasting pasta you could possibly eat and I remember taking the first bite and everybody in the row, I looked down and everyone literally pushed their plate forward at the same time, uh-uh, we're not eating this. Mum's like, why? And we're like, it just, it does not taste good. We're sorry, Mum. Like, we'll, we'll send it back. I remember the next day, we literally just ended up getting takeout that night. Even Dad was brave enough just to push it forward. So it was, it's really Dad's fault. Next night, we all rush up. Mum says, dinner ready. Okay, we'll come up. We come up for dinner. Mum, you know those moments that your mum just has their, that look on their face, that mum look? Like, like, you just know they've got like, got something on their mind. They're cooking up something behind the scenes. Anyway, mum sits everybody down. She gets the plates and she starts serving everybody. Plate number one, there's your meal, there's your meal, there's your meal. Goes around the whole table, there's your meal. And literally before us on our plates is one whole boiled potato. Literally one whole boil. No sour cream, no bacon, no sauce, no salt, no pepper, absolutely nothing. And mum goes, eat it. And we're all sitting there like, what? And mom's like, well, you didn't eat dinner last night. I didn't think you'd be picky eaters tonight. And literally in that moment, we all just like taken back. Literally, she was not joking. Literally, that was dinner. There was no like surprise meal being taken. That was dinner. One solid boiled potato. And it was just that. Tell you what, I never complained about a meal I got ever again. I don't think we ever. We never complained about another meal that we got. Thank goodness for your mums, hey. But never complained again. Ever, neither, neither has dad, to this day. You didn't eat dinner last night, you're not gonna be fussy tonight. You see, some of us have come into the place today and we haven't, we haven't filled up on God for a little while. Can I just say, don't be fussy. Let's not get picky with church. Let's not get picky with the people that we have around us. You see, let, let's not walk into church and aircon's a bit cold today or heater's is not on, okay? My seat's not warmed, you know? The scones aren't quite as good as they usually are today. Now, they're always good. The SCON team always does a great job. But let's not get picky with our relationship with God. Okay? Let's not get picky. God, I di- No tingles. No tingles in the worship this morning. Didn't get much out of it. Didn't get. Great. If we didn't get much out of worship, we're supposed to be giving in worship, church. It's all about what we give in worship. Not what we get sometimes in worship, but what we give. Giving glory and honor to God. And so sometimes we get so picky, and myself included, okay? In this Western society, we get picky with things that we take for granted. But I tell you what, there are people on the other side of the world who would love to meet together and lift up the name of Jesus without persecution. There are people with far bigger problems in this world than what we face with COVID on a day-to-day basis. So let's come to God with a heart full of thanksgiving and a heart full of joy and a heart full of hope and say, God, you are good. God, you are here. And God, I'm ready to be filled up till overflowing. Whoever comes to me won't be hungry, won't be thirsty. Where do you go when you're hungry, thirsty? Where do you go when you're hungry? Genesis 25, we're gonna pick up the story of Jacob and Esau. Now, quick background on this story Jacob and Esau are grown men at this stage I'm about to talk about, okay? Keep that in mind. Jacob has always been jealous of Esau because they're twin brothers. Now, there's one thing worse being a younger sibling in the household because they can always pull the respect your elders card. But in Jacob's scenario, he's not just the younger sibling, he's a younger twin. So there's like literally minutes in it. And so he's always jealous, jealous of Esau's birthright as firstborn son. And it's a setup. You ready to pick it up with me? Genesis 25:27 to 34. As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman. But Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Other words, Jacob was a bit of a mama's boy. Esau, a bit of a you know father's son. Verse 28, Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home. But Rebekah loved Jacob. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home, From the wilderness mark these words, exhausted and hungry. Verse thirty. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, First you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all of his rights, his firstborn son, to his brother, Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. It wasn't even nice food. It's not like a T-bone steak or anything like that. It's bread and lentil, bean stew. Esau ate the meal. Then he got up and left. This is the sad part. He showed contempt for his rights as firstborn son. Do you have people in your life who get hangry? like when they haven't eaten for a little bit, they get a little bit on the hangry side. Hangry is hungry and angry mixed together. It's like hungry and angry mixed together. My wife Poppy gets hangry, not me. I'm joking. <laughs> I get hangry too. But we have this saying in the mornings, like we, if we're ever going to like nickel at each other, it'll be in the mornings before she's eaten and before I've had my coffee. So I need my coffee Poppy needs her food in the morning. And, and, and sometimes we can just be, Poppy's word to me will be like, have you had a coffee today? In other words, you're being really annoying right now. Can you please go have a coffee? And my words to Poppy will be, have you eaten breakfast this morning? And we have this thing, that's literally what we say. And, and, and in a moment like this, I can say, I just wanna point out some things that Poppy has when she hasn't eaten. I'm not joking, I'm joking, not, she's fine. Trust me just to be safe there. But there are things that, characteristics that come out when we're not filled up. There are characteristics that come out that we didn't know we had sometimes when we're not filled up. We act out of a place of emptiness rather than a place of fulfillment in God. And I wonder today, if you were to look at your life and look at your, your spiritual tank, let's say, and, and uh, from empty to full, where would you be? Are you operating out of a place of being empty and drained? Or are you operating out of a place of fulfillment and full of the Spirit and full of the things that God is wanting you to be filled with? See, there's a few things. When you're hungry, thirsty, you will lack energy. You will lack energy. Verse 29, when Jacob, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness. Mark those words, exhausted and hungry. Oh, I believe there are people in the room today who just feel like you got yourself here exhausted and hungry. That maybe your week has been terrible, maybe your past few months have been huge, you're exhausted and you're hungry. Can I say this? Be careful what rooms you place yourself in when you're exhausted and hungry and you don't have the energy to make the correct decisions. Be careful the company that you keep when you're exhausted and hungry spiritually, emotionally, physically, because in those moments we want to be around people who will hold us up and not drag us down. Esau comes from the wilderness. Church, Monday Sunday is not enough food in the tank to get you through a whole week without becoming exhausted and hungry. You may get through to Tuesday, but eventually by Friday you may be. You may just be acting out of a completely different place. But church, we need to fill ourselves up on the Word of God, on prayer, on worship, on His presence every single day. If you want energy... If you're lacking energy today, we have a, a Saviour who brings the supernatural power of God. It says, when the Holy Spirit fell upon them at Pentecost, He came in power. You want power today? It's yours. You want energy today? It's yours. You want direction today? It's yours. Isaiah 40:31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew. See, our God is a God who gives strength, but He renews your strength. You may look on the past, on a se- you may look at your seasons of the past, and think, "I wish I just had the strength I had when I first started coming to church. I wish I had the faith that I had when I got that healing or when I got that answer to prayer." Can I tell you, we have a God who renews our strength, who renews our faith, who renews our hope. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. See, there are seasons of life where you can only walk, but you won't grow weary. There'll be seasons of life where you'll feel like you're running, but you won't be faint. And there'll be seasons of life where you feel like you're soaring and you will fly like eagles. You see, the seasons don't dictate who we come to to fill up to. The seasons don't, the the worst seasons of your life, we position ourselves in the presence of God. The best seasons of our life, we position ourselves in the presence of God. In those seasons where we don't know what to do, we position ourselves in the presence of God. He has proven himself faithful before, he will prove himself faithful again. When you're hungry, thirsty, point number two, you lack self-control. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. Give me some. You see, Esau's been building up an appetite that hasn't been filtered. You see, he would, Jacob hasn't just become like this overnight. All through their childhood, Esau would know the character of Jacob. You know your siblings, you know the people around you. It's not like this would be a surprise that Jacob needed something of Esau. Jacob's the type of brother, you know, who would be like, well, you have to give me this if you want me to do this. And Esau would have known that coming to Jacob would leave him open. And so in his moment of weakness, he goes to Jacob and Jacob says, sell me something, the most valuable thing to you. And Esau says, okay. See, he came from the wilderness. He was already exhausted and starved, lacking energy. And he makes a decision in a moment. He gives up what he wants most for what he wants now. Church, how often do we give up what we want most for what we want now? How often do we seek temporary fulfillment from things that aren't fulfilling for eternity? How often do we go to the wrong sources and find ourselves lacking? Filter your appetite. When you're hungry and you start to think of something that you really wanna eat, it may be that steak, it may be that, that whatever, that pasta dish. You know, nothing fills your void until you have that appetite, that thing that fills that appetite. Can I say this? Be very careful what you set your appetite on in those moments of weakness and in the seasons of darkness that you walk through because it will set the appetite for your life. And sometimes you get in the presence of God and you go, I didn't feel much today. Why? Why? It's not because God's not good, it's not because God's not here, it's just because you've set your appetite to another thing and there's a recalibration that needs to take place where the appetite is there for the Spirit of God and the appetite is there for the power of God and the hope of God. I've said this story before, but if you don't know it, that's okay. Very disgusting and if you don't like food stories, close your ears. But one day I'm at a cafe, I'm eating a burger, I'm starving and I've just taken the biggest bite from the middle of this burger, literally right in the middle, and as I eat, I feel like a weight on my mouth, in my mouth that was not the weight of the chicken patty and it wasn't the weight of the salad and it wasn't the weight of the bun. And I felt this sponginess as I was chewing. And in that moment, I saw something sticking out of my mouth, a green-looking stick thing out of my mouth. You know those moments where you know that you're, that you're eating something that you shouldn't? It was that moment. And so I sat there, and I literally spat it out and I put the bun on top and I knew what I saw when I spat it out. Literally, I just had to hide it because I'm like, and I'm literally sitting there going, ah, oh, ah, oh, like getting water and Coke and everything I can to wash out my mouth. I'm freaking out. My, my sister and my dad are there going, damn, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I knew that in that moment, what I had seen was a green tree frog. No joke, not a lot. Like literally, No joke. A green tree frog, full green tree frog with its mouth open, literally there, missing one leg, I hope that that was from the other thing, not from me, we'll never know, but literally wasn't cooked, I'm like, I'm not French, I didn't want this, green tree frog in my burger. See, I go up to the lady, she's like, oh, lucky it happened to you, I'm like, what is this? She's like, you're a local, you'll understand. I'm like, I don't understand how a green tree frog can... Get onto my burger. I'm still checking my chicken burgers for green tree frogs to this day, every time. Lifting it up, where is it? (laughs) Don't have chicken burgers for lunch. (laughs) I'm still checking. So I had a choice in that moment. I could just go, "Mm, who cares? (laughs) I'm already eating anyway. I'm hungry. Or I could spit out what I knew wouldn't be good for me. See, you have a choice this morning and some of us have that moment where we're just, I'm just hungry anyway, I'm just gonna do it. No, you, know, and you still have a choice, friend. You still have a choice in the presence of God to spit out the appetite that you've created because if I was to eat that, you know, sometimes the, the first time, it might be like, oh, that's a little bit gross. Second time, you get a bit of an, a, an appetite for it. Third time, fourth time, fifth time, same thing in our life, friend. That sometimes the first time you do something, it may be like, ugh. Second time, the desensitization occurs and suddenly you're feeding yourself out of a lack of self-control rather than, rather than a lack of control that the Spirit gives you through His Spirit. Be careful what you consume. Be careful what you set your appetite to. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power love and self-discipline. Church, we have a choice. You have control. If you feel like you have no self-control right now, come to God in this moment, to this morning, and say, God, give me some self-control. God, I, I submit what I need to. I'm handing over the reins to you. I'm handing over those moments where I felt like I've, I've acted out of my, my own ambition, my own, uh, my own flesh, and I'm handing the, the, the power over to you again and he will fill you up. Point number three, when you're hungry, thirsty, you lack calling. If I can have the band back. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then he got up and left. See, moments carry momentum. The moments that we have today carry momentum that we, that we have to live in tomorrow. And the moments we're, the moments we're living in today are affecting our tomorrow. See, when we're hungry for the Spirit of God, when we come to Him, we fill up and it carries momentum into our tomorrow. That makes it far easier. But when we come to the wrong source, it makes it far harder. See, Hebrews twelve sixteen says, "'Make sure that no one is immoral or godless, "'like Esau, who traded his, first, his birthright "'as the firstborn son for a single meal.'" church let's not trade things our birthright as sons and daughters of the living God for single meals let's not trade our birthright to be righteous to be clean to be made new to be empowered for a single meal of satisfaction or a single meal of convenience let's choose to live the lives that Christ has caused us to live Matthew 5 6 says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled See, when you are hungry, thirsty, you lack calling. Romans eleven twenty nine says, for God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. You see, you never actually lose your calling, but you can be in lack of calling. Because the enemy knows that he can't take your calling, so he steals your confidence. He can't take your calling So He steals your confidence. And church, there are people in this room today and you're walking around, you're feeling like, where are you, God? Where's the call for my life? Where's the promises I was promised? Where's the hope I I felt when I was younger? And God's just saying, hey, don't lose your confidence. There is still a calling over your life. There is still power over your life. There is still a hope for your life. There is still a joy that goes beyond your understanding. There is still light in the darkness. Nothing can steal the call of God. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says it. Nothing. Nothing. And some of us need to live from that reality today. That I, may have, that I may have come from a past where I've been going to different things to satisfy my eternal hunger. But this morning I'm going to the one source who was able to fill me up. Jesus, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That word hunger, to seek with eager desire. Oh, I want to seek the Spirit of God with eager desire. I want to seek His Holy Spirit with eager desire. I want to seek the things of the kingdom with eager desire. I don't, want me to, I don't want to get familiar with His presence where I get into contempt. I don't want to walk into a church building to feel good. I want to walk into a church building to experience His power and His love and His joy and His, and His commission for my life. Those who thirst to eagerly long for, that word thirst to eagerly long for, those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported and strengthened. What refreshes your soul? What refreshes your soul, church? You can take a holiday and still come back drained. You can go away for months and still be lacking energy. You can go away for months laying on a beach somewhere in Greek islands, not right now. But you'll still be lacking call. You'll still be lacking the power of God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit brings the change. The Holy Spirit brings the power and the Holy Spirit brings the breakthrough. Relaxation can't, uh, having a few weeks off work can't. But when you get into His presence, when you get into His presence, oh, what a sweet presence it is. Psalm 84 verse 10, better is one day better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather spend one moment, David's saying, I will rather spend one moment in the presence of God than to spend a thousand days anywhere else that I, could ever, that I could be. Church, when we get hunger, when we hunger and thirst, He fills us up. I've been on holidays before and I come back and I'm like, I'm just not, not feeling refreshed. Feeling energetic. I don't feel like going back to work. If I should be saying this, but you just don't feel like it sometimes. And you're you're the same. I know that because I'm human and you are too. And so we get we go on holidays and we try to take breaks and we have days off. But I tell you what, one moment in a prayer, just praying to God, I feel more refreshed than three weeks off one moment where I'm in the presence of God and I'm just choosing to encounter Him, I feel more refreshed than I could have ever dreamed. Why? Because it's His presence and it's better than anything else. His presence is better. I'm hungry for the presence of God. I'm hungry for a new revival in this place, a renewal in this country. I'm hungry to see young families come back together. I'm hungry for restoration. I'm hungry for the power of God to heal people who are sick. I'm hungry for the power of God to heal broken minds. I'm, I'm hungry for the power of God to heal things like anxiety. Anxiety is running rampant, church, but we carry the power of God. We, we hunger and thirst for righteousness with an eager expectation that God will meet us where we're at. Why don't we stand to our feet? One moment. One choice, church. One choice. I wonder if we want to build our appetite right now. Maybe you may not feel like worshipping or you may not feel like pressing in. But can I just say, let's build our appetite. Let's be the worship leaders of our own life. Let's, let's do it together today and say, God, we're, we're hungry for more. You may have been in church, you may have heard a thousand hungry messages about hunger, but let's just choose again to press in and experience the power of that the Holy Spirit is here. Are you ready? We're about to sing Lord Send Revival. I love this song. I need to hear this song. You need to hear this song at home. We're gonna sing this song because it is powerful. It's a declaration saying, God, send revival over our land. God, send revival in our nation. God, send revival in my heart, in my soul, in my mind. Renew me from the inside out. we raise our hands to heaven? I'm about to pray. If you're at home, reach your hands towards the screen. Right now, Father God, I thank You for every person in this room. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, meet us. Holy Spirit, You are welcome in this place. Right now, Father God, I pray for those who are weak, for those who are feeling like they're empty, for those who are feeling like they've just gotten in the room today. God, I thank You for them. I thank You, Lord, that Your presence would overwhelm them right now. Father God, that Your hand would reach down to them. That, Father God, for those who are experiencing attacks and and things of the mind right now, I pray, Lord, for clarity. I pray for Your power. I pray for Your passion to fill them up from the inside out, Father God. Lord, I thank You, Lord, that where Your church met, at Pentecost, when they all came together in one accord, when they all met together in the same room, you came down in power. And Holy Spirit, I pray that right now, across this place, with every hand raised, every uh, every heart raised towards you, I pray that you will result in power right now, in Jesus' name. God, we are hungry, we are thirsty, we are wanting more of you. God, we are wanting more of you, and we are coming to you right now, God, with an eager expectation. There you're about to meet us where we're at. In Jesus' name. Let's worship church.